How's it going? We got a duo cast. Fuck yeah, Lucas and Andrew, duo cast. Ryan is fucking... He's, he's out on in, assignment. On assignment, in a parking lot, fighting the FCC. Um, Actually, no, not just the FCC. It's kind of like that one scene from Anchorman, but with... Uh, you know, more more behind the scenes uh, studio people. Ryan's doing yeah. that. The feds tried to take us down. Ryan took it upon himself, made it his mission. He's a one man army confronting the entire federal government that would censor our important message. Which they're so, doing. Ryan's in an all out me- melee right now with like thirty suits. We. Which is good, because we are being censored right now. YouTube demonetized one of our videos. <laughs> one of our adless videos. <laughs> one of our adless videos. I just heard uh, the intro to one of our podcasts pop up. Was that I was you? looking up the episode number, and I am in such a state right now, because they are well, no, silencing don't the episode us. Number. Uh, we can't let we don't want people to go check out that episode because we're not going to make any money off of it. No, we are we, not going to make any money on the fuck Nazis episode. Yeah. yeah. Turns out you can't say the fuck word in uh, a YouTube video title, which we all knew going in and we were just kind of waiting to see how long it took. Apparently it took three months. Fucking uh, ages. Yeah. I, I kind of thought that was going to be an automatic, like, like I... I because it seems, because it took that long, it seems like someone flagged it over on YouTube. Maybe. Because I, I, w- I would think there would be an automatic thing. I know that if you post a video that has copyrighted music in it, the algorithm picks it up immediately. Like, it's you post it and it's already mm-hmm. already done. Um, I kind of thought it'd be the same thing with, like, basic shit like titles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, the content of the video would probably be a little more difficult to... To catch, but this but like had, the title is fuck, right? <laughs> like, I to give you perspective, I, the personal YouTube video I made on my own channel forever ago that had the word Pokemon in the title got demonetized faster than this this podcast episode. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. Like that, I enjoyed the amount of work that you put into making that video. I enjoyed editing that script for you like thank you i enjoyed being part of that process i liked watching the video and it just immediately just like nope you can't do that (laughs) you can't say pokemon i can't uh thank you i appreciate that and here's hoping 2021 brings changes in my life that uh allow me to do projects like that again it YouTube and, like, posting content on the internet in general is is such a weird thing, Mm -hmm. considering, like, the rules that are in place. I know that Twitch is going through some shit because a ton of creators' videos are being, like, removed, deleted permanently if they featured, like, copyrighted music. Yeah. Um, And that's, like, not a thing that they were warned about. It was just, like, the policy changed and immediately... thousands of videos were just deleted not like flagged just deleted um but like i once went on youtube and wanted to find like a clip from one of the sherlock holmes movies Mm -hmm. and uh clicked on what i thought was that scene 
I, you know, I, I searched the scene, you know, whatever keywords, and the thumbnail was Robert Downey Jr. and Sherlock Holmes, and the video was just a hardcore porn clip, <laughs> completely, uh, completely unrelated to anything that I typed in. I thought like, I, I feel like it was one of the Sherlock Holmes fight scenes or something. This was like five years ago, just hardcore porn. Jeez, I haven't uh, stumbled on porn on YouTube in God since maybe like the the, the late late aughts, early teens. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. No, it's it's weird because it, it, like you know you find porn on every every internet site ever, right. but like when you see it on YouTube, there's something about it that makes you like recoil. Yeah. Like the the boomer in me comes out. I'm like, there's kids on here, right? And like, yeah, whereas like if you see it on Twitter, I don't give a shit. Even though there are definitely still kids on Twitter. I, it, mm, yeah. Yeah. Ugh. This is episode one hundred and fifty three of the quarantine cast by the way recorded on october 22nd 2020 how you doing andrew i'm not doing too bad good i mean it's it's an utterly disgusting day outside here in wisconsin really so much so that like you know the the light in my office is like kind of low i've got like one large lamp in the corner usually it's enough light but if it's like you know kind of dark outside i usually have to open up the windows to give myself like a little extra light i opened up the windows and it made it darker (laughs) um like i was on a video call right before this podcast and i ended up turning my uh um webcam off halfway through because it just started to get so dark outside that my room was just lit up blue it was just like dark and the only illumination was coming from my computer screens so it looked real like gamer trash and i hated it so i turned it off um it's weird you say that because this is this is probably going to be the last nice day before spring in chicago ah fuck you it's like we got we got a little bit of sun now it's like 70 degrees uh what it's 70 degrees there uh like high 60s yeah it's 45 degrees here right now raining and thunderstorms Okay, so yeah, I'm I think, two hours. I'm like two hours away from you. <laughs> I think a north moving storm came in way early in the day, like at three a.m., uh, mm. and that that brought this warm front. Um, so you might have a nicer day tomorrow, but it's then, going to be for, it's going to be colder and rainier tomorrow. Oh, We're gonna get snow this weekend. Oh, oh, buddy! Monday is a high of thirty-five degrees. <laughs> I, hey, if it makes it feel any better, I'm 64 and rainy tomorrow, and then uh, high 40s in uh, mid 40s throughout the weekend. So that that'll make the Bumble date I'm trying to line up interesting. <laughs> Lucas, yeah, I think I lost. Hello, you're gonna have to edit this part out. Uh oh, I can't. I can't hear you if you're talking right now, Andrew. Um, okay, a little bit of tech difficulty. Not sure if it's my end or what's going on here. Everything else is fine. I'm still connected to the internet, still recording. 
can I pull up? Yeah. Okay, no. I can hear oh. you now. Okay, cool. Yeah, I, I, I threw a couple of snaps in there so that you know to cut that, or All at right. least my part. Um, okay. If you just want to have your whatever you were saying in there, that's fine. <laughs> just probably cut the my the part of my track out where I'm talking about like how I can't hear you. <laughs> uh i'll I'll figure it out in post but um yeah now that it's about to be well winter in the midwest and it's still kind of no not kind of just like is dangerous to be hanging out in restaurants or any semi-crowded place indoors how the fuck does dating work how how does any of that it does oh oh Well, well, okay. I, I, for reference, I uh, briefly considered trying to take one of several field sales jobs with my company out in California that they just posted. Hey. Before, like, talking to Jade and figuring out that it wouldn't really work. Um, but I am checking the weather right now, and, like, in Santa Barbara, California, it is 72 degrees currently. The rest of the week is similar. It's just sunny and 70. Is and that, now now I'm rethinking everything. Is that is that why people are just hotter in California because like it's nice enough that they can go on runs and work out outside all the time and don't just have to like hunker down in their homes and eat nothing but carbs because it's the only way their metabolism can keep them warm enough to survive. I'm, I think it's a, a number of reasons, that mm-hmm. being one of them, another one probably being the the culture and just the the pressure of if you are not like on the, at least on the upper side of attractive and fit, you are like basically scum in California. Oh, Jesus. Um, but also like, it, it might just be in colder parts of the country when six months out of the year it's just disgusting outside and you want to die you sit inside your home and there's nothing to do so you eat when i'm bored i eat a lot um and that's just how it is for me so i just like i i assume that's what it's like for everyone here but also like there's more of a culture of like drinking beer and just eating shitty foods here and all that kind of stuff. Shitty for you, I should say. I'm not going to judge anyone for what they eat. But I get, mm, Okay, yeah, I in guess. Ca- in California, it's just, it's a completely different culture. California, you can just get high. Yeah. Which, I guess I can do that. I in- don't need to consume 800 uh, calories in alcohol just to, just to feel a buzz when I can, you know, smoke a quarter of a joint. I guess then eat 2,000 calories worth of pizza, but... Yeah, I guess. Yeah, that's fair. I did just get some edibles that the person I got them from described them as rad. So looking forward to that. Oh, did you, did a boomer sell you those edibles? Uh, yes. Oh God. <laughs> boomer weed. Yeah. Oh God. Oh, so, yeah, that'll be a good time. That'll be a good report. Ooh, that would be a good podcast episode, maybe. 
Probably not. Mm. Well, mm. (laughs) okay. Do each their own. Oh, did you see the, uh, like, Google Stadia guy shit today? I didn't. Oh, it's so funny. So, like, the creative director behind uh, Stadia, you know, that uh, console that everyone's playing. Yeah. Um, just kind of out of the blue put out a bunch of statements saying, like, uh, streamers and content creators should stop complaining about, like, their content getting flagged or taken down or demonetized because, in reality, like they shouldn't even be allowed to stream and make that content. Huh. He said that anyone, he said like in an ideal world, anyone that uh, streams a video game or makes content surrounding that video game should have to pay the studio a license fee that people should not be allowed to just make content and like share their video game experiences with people that that needs to be, like, a thing that they're licensed to do. I mean... And that developers need to start, like, changing their laws and, <laughs> and charging license fees. I, mm. And everyone's like, well, this guy fucking thinks that people don't pay for video games because no one bought a fucking Stadia. Yeah, I, okay, yeah. Like, yeah the, I, the, the guy that made Stadia, like, seems to not have a great idea of, like, how to get in touch with his uh, player base. Shocker. Just the fucking digital media landscape in 2020. Yeah. I did see this. I did see this now that you described the situation. Um, I it. So, one, Let's Plays are definitely fucking transformative in nature. Uh, and... Like, what... If it's just somebody uploading, like, a pirate version of the game or something like that, or, yeah, like, a pirate site, then, okay, yeah, he kind of has a leg to stand on there. But as he's describing the situation, no, that hasn't been the situation since, like, 2006, maybe. And three, where where does it end with that mindset? Where does... Should my, like, Pokemon fucking review, fucking critique, fucking uh, deep dive have gotten actually taken down off of YouTube? Because I used footage from the game. I I used assets. Does that... Where's the fucking line? Yeah, and it's a thing that I'll never understand. Like, I... So, like, when people have music in their videos that they post online, Mm -hmm. and, uh, like, obviously it's gotten way out of control where it's like, oh, music is featured in the background or, like, music is used to make a joke, you know, that demonetizes the video because the, you know, corporation that owns the corporation that owns the corporation that owns the musicians, you know, says that it's, you know, stealing their IP, basically. Mm -hmm. Like... It's gotten way out of control, but you can still see where their legal grounds is there. Of Like, music is a thing that was made for people to listen to it, and it's been profitized, you mm-hmm. know, or monetized. You know, that's, you know, we get that. And by you featuring that music and people listening to that music in your video, you're stealing from us. And again, like, we know it's gotten way out of control, and, like, that's really shaky, but you see the logic there. Video games were not made where you pay $60, $70, what have you, and then you sit and watch it, Right. you're playing it. Even if you just posted a video, you know, it's not transformative or whatever, 
of you playing the video game on YouTube. You know, let's say you did a run of Doom Eternal and you posted all 10 hours on YouTube. Yes. You said nothing. You weren't even featured in the video. It's just the gameplay. Mm -hmm. To me, that should still be fine because I'm not playing the game. I'm not playing the game. I'm watching someone play the game and that's a completely different experience. Mm -hmm. Whereas if someone just posted a movie or a TV show in its entirety on YouTube, wasn't featured in the video and, you know, whatever, what, you know, just posted the, the video at that, you know, I guess should be taken down, should be flagged mm -hmm. because then you are taking how the, what the movie is, what the, you know, IP is and giving it to people for free. You're not giving the video game to anybody by allowing them to watch you play it. Right. Like, because if video games were made to just be watched, they wouldn't be video games. They'd just be videos. And I think uh, a lot of people can attest to the situation of, wow, I saw a Let's Play of this game, thought it was, I, this word is in my head, rad, I'm going to buy this video game and experience it firsthand. Yeah, right. Like, obviously, you know, games that are streamed a lot, uh, you know, Let's Plays posted them a lot. It gets people interested in the game that maybe wouldn't have before. And so developers have an interest in allowing that content to continue to exist. But also, like, I don't think many of them would think that, uh, you know, because even if that wasn't happening, I don't think any of them would think that, oh, people are not buying my game or like, you know, they're stealing my game by making a video about it or mm -hmm. featuring it. Because um, it's just a totally different experience. And I don't know. I I don't think it's even really been a conversation. I know that Nintendo had problems with that for a long time. Yeah. Uh, but I don't think I've seen issues. I don't think I've seen de developers have issues with people making content about their games. I, mean, I don't think that's been a thing. Well, every every once in a while you hear about a game where uh, the developer says something or even puts uh, something in the game that prevents you from recording or streaming it beyond a certain point. Um, this happened with the... Uh, I don't know if it was the latest Persona game, but Persona 5 regular, that definitely happened where... Yeah, we don't want you guys to stream content past a certain point because, uh, spoilers, was their excuse. And they were routinely, routinely knocked for that being a kind of shitty policy. Yeah. Hmm. All right, we should probably get to a clap sync in the wacky post roll, but the ending note I'll say on this is that this is an especially odd argument for the Google Stadia creative lead to make because ownership is fucking weird with that system. You, you could buy it on Google Stadia, but then you don't technically own it and they could pull it from the service potentially at any time. I, I think that's kind of, you know, maybe why this guy has his shitty opinion about it because his understanding of video games is different than most developers. Right. Whereas most developers make a video game that you then buy. I don't even want to get into the fucking conversation of like, well, you're not actually buying a game. You're buying the right to play it and they can take that away from you. <sighs> Shut the fuck up. Um, like his understanding of video games with the platform that they've developed is you 
are not buying the video game. You're buying the option to play the video game when we allow you to play it. Um, almost like buying a license to play that game. Whatever. Um, but also, it doesn't make sense like in a different way because part of Stadia's marketing was like, oh yeah, if you're streaming this game, people can then play the game and like start it from where you were and like if you're watching someone stream the game or make a video about it you can like from there get into the game with the way that the interface works or at least that's how it was marketed i don't right. think it ended it's up like working if... like that they they definitely integrated streaming and videos about video games being a part of their video game experience so for them to come out and just like shit all over the entire idea of video game videos Mm-hmm. It, it's it's so dumb it, it's it's very dumb and to me it's very reminiscent of and i know this is antithetical to the actual belief to the on paper beliefs of uh this ideology but very very modern uh libertarian bootlicky oh yeah business daddy you like that <laughs> fucking that mindset this speaks very much to that mentality me. Yeah. All right, we gotta clap. Gotta pull up time that isn't clap. How are we getting wacky today? Getting wacky with a quote from Jack Ma. Never give up. Today is hard. Tomorrow will be worse. But the day after tomorrow will be sunshine. Jack Ma, that is mm, not not a great quote. I, re- I read a book about Jack Ma in college um, as part of my like Chinese political studies class. Uh-huh weird story (laughs) uh jack ma is like the founder of alibaba that's right um and is he still on the run from the chinese government (laughs) i mean like not for like i mean like okay jack ma is i i'd say that probably the easiest comparison would be you know jeff bezos simply because alibaba is so similar in concept to amazon Mm mm-hmm uh, Jack Ma's very wealthy, um, but I know that he, like, you know, like a lot of, you know, very wealthy business owners in China, he's had some bad run-ins with the government. Um, oh, yeah, September, th- like, so, okay, so like a, less than a month ago, he stepped down from the board of Alibaba. Um, let's see. He denied reports that he was being forced to step aside by the Chinese government saying that he wanted to focus on philanthropy through his organization. Um, yeah. Is this just... Yeah, he, like, def- like 
So he probably has a lot of like really pro-capitalism views simply because he's like a very wealthy businessman and that doesn't sit well with the communist government of China. Okay. Uh, also, I think he said some things about the Chinese government that they probably didn't like and he bought a bunch of properties in California. Uh, so oh. like for, for a while, he like left the country because the government was trying to arrest him. <laughs> um, and so I think that, uh, I think he has since moved back to China, but... Yeah, he's not really in charge of Alibaba anymore. Okay. Most likely because they told him, you got to step the fuck down. Uh, yeah. That, mm, I mean... Uh, I'm of two minds on this. I, yeah, that's, that, that, that's definitely problematic. But also, you know, if the U.S. had a way to just say to our billionaires... Yeah, no, you guys got to stop making like all the money all the time. That yeah, that's that's tempting. That's a tempting trigger to pull. Yeah. Mm. I don't know if I God, this isn't wacky. This is heavy. This is <laughs> Although yeah, I guess the ideal solution would be instead of yeah, you guys just have to stop just leave your companies and sit on your money the actual solution would be we are going to fucking tax you a decent proportional amount from now on yeah that that that's the actual solution yeah the chinese government solution is typically to just seize the business mm-hmm. to arrest the business owner and seize the business and like put it under the control of the federal government um but yeah, which also not a great option, but like, I don't really care. <laughs> Jack Ma is going to be fine at the end of the day. I mean, as long as he escapes prison or, I mean, I, I should say like avoids going to prison. That's fair. Even then. Even then, still gonna, he'll land out of state. He's a fighter. He's a fighter. He's a very tiny, weird man. Um... You're a fighter, Peter. You're a survivor. What is that from? Uh, Between Two Ferns, the movie. Oh, yeah. Huh. Huh. Weird. You know what? If the Anti-Donna special is as good as that film, I will be fine. I think it looks better. Whoa. It looks... The Anti-Donna show looks really funny. Okay. Like, and unless, like, all the best jokes were in that trailer, I think that we're in for a treat. Can't wait. I'm sure that will liven my spirits during whatever bullshit the Trump administration tries to pull in what will hopefully be a lame duck period for them. Yeah. Fucking buckle up for that, gentlemen. Fucking buckle up for that, America. Trump just expels California from the union so that the the electorates retroactively don't count. I, I passed an executive order saying that Democrats cannot expand any of the courts. That, that, that's how it is now. Democrats are now illegal. I pardon myself for all future crimes. 
and when I crimes. die or before I die, I will choose a new Trump who will then uh, be the vessel of my spirit and be the next president of the United States. Therefore, Trump will always be president. Trump taking after uh, the Dalai Lama model. What if he just President takes for eternity? What if he just takes all the paintings and art and shit up in the White House when he got there? What if he just takes that out with him? I, who, who cares? I mean, eh. if that's what gets him out of the office, fine. <laughs> he can take whatever the fuck he wants from the physical White House. <laughs> Make a lap through New York pawn shops, and you'll be able to find most of it again. Yeah. All right. All right. That's going to do it, everyone. Thank you all so much for listening uh, to this episode. Episode, set it at the top, 153 of the Quarantine Cast. If you like what you heard, like, comment, subscribe. Got another one coming tomorrow. Got the Voluntary Viewing Podcast coming uh, sometime this weekend or Monday. Um... Also, be sure to check out the description of this episode for a link to the Act Blue organization. Make a donation there. Help a collection of great causes. Uh, make sure you uh, have a plan to vote, whether that be um, uh, directly day of, early and in person, ballot drop-off, by mail, definitely the less preferable choice. But uh, whatever whatever you can do, going to do a lot. Uh, thank you, and we will talk to you again tomorrow. Goodbye.